Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Help Myself Podcast, and I am your host, John M. Singletary Sr. Listen, I've got to put that senior in there because I got a junior, a.k.a. LJ. It's my co-pilot who I do life and who I do this podcasting game with, man, and I love it. So proud of my little, not so little guy. (laughs) And this is the first full-length episode of the Help Myself Podcast as we sashay. Yes, I said sashay. On into February. Listen, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for, you know, what we got going on here. And what we're going to do is we're going to have a good time. We're going to cover the topics that we cover. And uh, I think each Monday of this month, I'm going to highlight a black history leader, hero. And today I want to start out with my favorite, and it is Supreme Court Justice Thurgood Marshall. Uh, And I want to highlight one of my favorite quotes from him today. As we talk about intent does not negate impact. And a lot of us are always talking about our intentions, but the one thing you can't get away from is the impact that you have on people, things, and experiences. So, before we get started in that, let's pay some bills, why don't we? You know what it is. Q Images. It's a world-class, veteran-owned and operated Las Vegas-based photography company. Whether you need on-site or in-studio or on-location photography, be prepared to receive top-notch, innovative, and high-level professionalism from Q Images. While other photographers take photos, Q Images captures moments and creates memories. So go to qimages.smugmug.com or Instagram at Q-U-U-E underscore images. Again, that is at Q-U-E underscore images. Make sure you go and check them out. Tell them we sent you from the Help Myself podcast. And when you see the fly visuals, know that Q images had a hand in it. Check them out. Yeah, I always say know that he had a hand in it. I think that's better said as he's responsible for him, man. So check out Q Images again. That is Instagram at Q-U-E underscore images. So go check him out. And, uh, hey, listen, you will not be disappointed. We are so thankful uh, for the support of Q Images, for the support of my brother, my friend, um, who recently celebrated a birthday, you know, we had to shout him out. So we're a couple of days removed from it, but still happy birthday. You getting old. <laughs> if he's getting old, then I must be getting old too. So let me, let me slow down on that. 
But today, we want to talk about intent does not negate impact, man. I want to thank my, my homie for posting this on a Facebook and give a shout out to her for this because as soon as I saw that, I said, I know I want to talk about it. Um, and, you know, when it comes to talking about it, I think a lot of times, well, we are very aware of the fact that so many of us judge ourselves according to our intent, what we intended to do. And then we judge others based on their actions. You know, if somebody doesn't show up for us in a certain way, then it's because they didn't want to. We don't consider that they intended to and things came up or they were fighting their own, you know, situations. It was just you didn't show up. So how you feel doesn't matter. But when it's us, well, you don't understand. I had this going on. I feel this way. I feel that way. And so it speaks to several things. The first is, is that it shows us that maybe we should have the same grace for others that we have for ourselves. And it begs the question that if we are willing to hold others to such a high standard, then maybe we should hold ourselves to that standard and consider others when we give our word and don't come through or, you know, when we are, <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Let's just say that we don't keep our word. We'll keep it there. But then it bears a question of maybe socially, there's a way that we consider intent and impact. And there's a way for them to be separated and a way for them to be tied together. So let's look at what Supreme court justice our good Marshall said, he says, what is the quality of your intent? Certain people have a way of saying things that shake us at the core. Even when the words do not seem harsh or offensive, the impact is shattering. What we could be experiencing is the intent behind the words. When we intend to do good, we do. When we intend to do harm, it happens. What each of us must come to realize is that our intent always comes through. We cannot sugarcoat the feelings in our heart of hearts. The emotion is the energy that motivates. We cannot ignore what we really want to create. Can I say that one more time? We cannot ignore what we really want to create. We should be honest and do it the way we feel it. What we owe to ourselves, those around us, is to examine the reasons of our true intent. My intent will be evident in the results. The way he closed that thing, my intent will be evident in the results. Listen, one of the things that hurts us with intention is the fact that intention causes us to lose our grip on the time constraints. I had a friend that uh, she used to always say she wished that she could live forever and she wished she had time. And, you know, I could understand it because she had been through some losses and, you know, some things that impacted her. And the more I thought about it and the more I realized it, I realized that, you know, the way that she approached things kind of bared this out because... There were so many things that she would give her word to and she would just put it off until it was too late. And 
I think that her wanting unlimited time meant that she could just get back to it at some point because she was aware of the fact that there were so many things that she had put um, her verbal agreement out to and that she just didn't come through on it for whatever that reason was. And a lot of times with intent, we intend to do something like if I intended to be a good father and I wait, I'll lose that time and that connection. You know, I will lose those opportunities because our kids grow up, develop, move on. We don't have forever to figure it out. Um, and there are people that ain't getting it right all the time, but they're showing up because, you know, you got to get that, you know, time under pressure, that time being tested. Like if you say you're going to show up, the best time to show up is now, you know, the showing up that you were supposed to do yesterday. You can't go back and get that. And a lot of times that time part is really destroying us because we have the intention to do something. But the fact that time is a real structure in our society you know, and I get it. Time is a structure and it is definitely a structure that we're governed by. And because it's a real structure, that time part be knocking us a lot of us out of the game. We like to say, you know what? I'm going to get myself together. And then days and weeks and months and years have passed and we ain't got ourselves together. You know, we like to say, I'm going to start doing this thing that I kept saying I'm going to do. And days, weeks, months pass by, and we still haven't done a thing. We're just talking about it. And it gets to the point where we become so enamored with talking about things, and we don't even realize that in real time, people are losing their confidence in us. And a lot of people, and, and I will say I'm one of them. I'm not a verbal or boisterous, lose confidence in you type of person. I just kind of watch how you're doing and watch how you move. And I just get to the point where I'm like, you know what? They say stuff, but they can't be dependent on it. And so I just stop depending on you. And then one day you look up and you just be like, you know, I kind of just eased on down the road, <laughs> you know, and, and that's how it is. And I expect to be treated the same way. And that is why I try to hold my word to a high standard. Because although truce breaking has become a normal part of trying to be successful and make it in the society that we live in, I still don't believe in truce breaking. And I believe that if I say I'm going to do something and I don't do it, I've broken my truce a little bit. And here's the here's the real part. I do break my truce. I do uh, fall short. And one of the things that's important about falling short is to acknowledge it and do your best to make it right. But at the very least, acknowledge it. Uh, one of my things, and people always think I'm weird, is if I say I'm going to call you back in a certain amount of time, like if we're talking, I say, hey, man, give me a minute. I'm going to call you back. I kind of personally take that to mean that I need to call you back today or at some point because we were talking now about things that were happening now. And if I say I got to call you back, I feel like I'm giving you my word. And so if I'm not able to get back to you, I usually either send a text or 
call back at a later time and start off with an apology. Look, man, I know that I said that I was going to get back to you and I didn't. I apologize. You know, I take responsibility of that because those are words I put. Like if I say I'm going to call you back, I said, even though it was a casual appointment, I set an appointment with you and I set up expectation, especially when I could have just got off the phone and said, hey, man, I got to go, man. It was good talking to you, man. We'll catch up another time. But I specifically chose the words. And here's the thing that blows my mind. You know, we have all of these words and people have all of these different ways to communicate. And then they will use specific words and say, well, I didn't mean that. You know what I mean? No, there are actual words, phrases and ways to say exactly what you mean. And you choose not to going on a rant and attention. But anyhow, it I've noticed that now. To say I'm going to call you back is just a thing that people say to just get off the phone or whatever. And that's cool. I've come to the point where I accept that. Like, I don't even like I'm genuinely surprised now when people call back when they say they're going to call back. But I'm not going to fall for that. I'm not going to be telling people I'm going to call them back if I don't have a plan to call them back. Or if something happens and I'm not able to get to it, I'm going to acknowledge that I said a thing and I didn't come through on that thing. But here's the thing about it. That's such a small example. But what we don't understand is that we set a standard for ourselves. And once we make it okay to give our word and not come through to on it in the smallest things, then we start to give ourselves permission to start doing those things uh, for stuff that is more impactful. You know, uh, one of the things that I always talk about, if you know you're a person that is usually overscheduled, instead of just asking people to just understand that you always overbook yourself and that maybe you're not going to come through, here's the problem. You are impacting other people's time schedules and, you know, their lives. So if that's an issue for you and you know it and you recognize it, and there is a conversation around the fact that you overschedule yourself and oftentimes you don't come through on the times that you said you would, maybe you need to look at how you communicate your schedule. So like if you've got five things on your schedule and you regularly can only get to three, a good start would be to at least take one of them off. You know, it would be better if you underpromised and overdelivered, which is one of my leadership tips all the time. Listen, you need to be more about it than you talk about it because a lot of people love to hear themselves talk. And this is what they say to me all the time. Well, you like language, you write and you talk and you podcast and you use these words and you reflect these ideas. I learned how to use words because I like to be understood and heard. I prefer to be understood. Heard isn't really as important as being understood. I like to be able to communicate my thoughts clearly. I'm not so caught up on the words. If there was another way to get my ideas across clearly without these words, I would have figured out another way. But I know that words are powerful, impactful, and effective to be able to get a point across. So when I'm talking, a lot of times I'm talking because it is important for me 
to get an idea across. I am not fascinated by just being able to use a lot of words. I find it valuable to have as many words as possible at my disposal so I'm able to effectively communicate my ideas and the things that are on my heart and in my mind and in my spirit. I like having the words to be able to translate those things that are within me to an outside audience so that they can understand with a desire to get us on the same page. But a lot of us like our words. And what we fail to recognize is that when we're just using our words, we're creating intent that will not have impact. And so there's a part that he says that's really important to us. We can't ignore what we really want to create. You can't ignore who you really want to be. You know, <laughs> you know, growing up, you know, in my neighborhood, you had the fellas that was the ladies men and they were the players and this, that and the other. And, you know, what they would do is they would set themselves up so that they could say this and they could say that and they could do this and they could do that and and be known for this, that and the other. But really, they were not saying what they really wanted to create. They were saying what they felt like the person, the woman, whoever they were talking to wanted to hear. And so, you know, we started to call it jive and, you know, you just, it's just game and you just talking, you just saying what I want to hear because they really wanted to create something, but they didn't feel like what they actually wanted to create would go over as well if they communicated it directly. So, yeah, you know, obviously you you when you are trying to convince somebody to do something that you're pretty sure they don't want to do, but you want to make it sound good. It's called it's being it's dishonesty and, it, and, you know, to break it down to a foundational part. So that's what it actually is. But when it comes to our real desires, oftentimes we get into pursuits and disciplines. One of the things that I found in leadership is is that people would want my expertise for the benefit of obtaining power and position and those outerlying things that come with promotion. They didn't really want the responsibilities. They didn't really want to make an impact of making each other better. They were addicted to the power. And I would tell people all the time, look, be careful because I have far more responsibility than I have power. And a lot of the accomplishments I make are by leveraging my power to create collaborative relationships. And a lot of it is influence and, you know, finding genuine favor with people that we're able to get things done because we're able to come together and find someone or something that has the power and ability to get whatever initiatives it is that we are trying to get forward. A lot of times I didn't have the direct power to just direct something to be so and make it happen. It was because I utilized my relationships because I recognized my responsibility. And so what happens is they come to me and they know what I'm about. They know what I've said, what I say, and they know what I stand for. And they come and they try to play the game that they want to be this kind of leader, that kind of leader, but they don't, they want to rank. They want power. They want position. And so because they are trying to subvert the process, it, it becomes very evident 
of what they're really trying to create because obviously I coach, obviously I train, obviously I teach and I mentor in a certain way. And through conversation and observation and all these things, eventually I'm going to see who you really are. And that happens in life. We can't sugarcoat the feelings in our hearts. That emotion, that's the energy that motivates. And we're not going to be able to ignore or eventually even hide what it is that we really want to create. Do you really want to put good in the world? Do you really want to do right by people? Do you really want to be an agent of positive change? Then eventually it's going to come to light. And when you watch people, if you watch them long enough, eventually who they truly are uh, will come to light. And so our intent should be evident in the results. If I intend to be an encourager, that will be evident in the results. So much so that I do my own auditing of my presence and the things I say and the things I write. And there were some times where I was looking at my social media profile and I said, I know I'm being funny in some of these, but some of it is coming off arrogant as if I'm looking down my nose at people. And I said, and it's absolutely not that. That's absolutely not who I am. So some of this stuff will not only be deleted, but I will not move forward in the same way. I will make jokes, but I will make sure that context. Sometimes I'll just go out and just quickly say, I'm totally joking. This is not what I'm about. And I have to make sure that what I really want, like I have a, a buddy of mine and, you know, he wants to be inspirational and, you know, he wants people to see him as someone they can come to. And he was asking me about it. And I said, I know you. So I know, I know that there, there's some good in there, but there's nothing about the way that you present yourself that says to anybody that you care, that you want to encourage them. Like your whole mantra and the way you present yourself is that you think you're better than other people. <laughs> like, And it wasn't anything he was doing intentional. He just didn't realize that, you know, he would use terminology that kind of talked down his nose to other people. Um, so he's changed up some of the stuff that he's doing. I didn't tell him to do that. I just gave him my honest, you know, your intent. What do you really want to create? Who do you really want to be? Is it fun to get people's intention? Absolutely. But you know what's much more satisfying is to be seen and to be known and to be regarded for who you truly are and who you're truly desiring and working to become so that good, bad or indifferent. When people talk about you, they may not even like you, but they can say John Singletary is who he says he is. He does what he says he's going to do. He's about what he says he's about. If you look at the way he presents himself in public, the way he presents himself online, the way he presents himself in person, it's consistent. He's all those things. If his intent is to encourage, it's consistent in the way that he shows up, not just every once in a while, but it's evident in the way that he shows up daily. My intent will be evident in the results. There's a lot of intentions that I have that I'm looking for results, and I got to put that work in. But who I am, what I want, how I want to impact the world, how I want my relationships to be structured, how I want to value the people in my life. I want that intention to be evident in my results. And since 
I have so much support and I'm sponsored and taken care of by good people. Let's take a moment out for our other sponsor. <laughs> hey, I know y'all see me out here in these fly shirts in these internet streets. Some of y'all are even blessed enough to see me in the real streets with it. Hey, <laughs> and whether it's a shirt that says black on black fine or this that premium chocolate or busy flourishing one of my favorites many things can be discounted my worth isn't one of them or patiently waiting on someone's well-raised daughter you know who keeps me fitted up it's all about merchandise. yep merchandise. free spirited apparel they got a shirt or a hoodie that'll speak to your soul too so let me tell you what to do. Just head on over to Merchanair.com. That's M-E-R-C-H-A-N-A-I-R-E.com. Grab you some apparel that speaks to you and speaks for you. Merchanair, baby. Merchanair.com. <laughs> Go check them out, man. They keep me fly. Now, back to... What is the quality of my intent? Because my intent does not negate impact. A lot of us have the intention that we want to be this and we want to be that. And to understand the major difference between intent and impact that I use a lot is that often an intoxicated driver does not want to wreck their car. But just because they don't intend to doesn't negate the fact that that car runs into another car into a wall something on the street and causes that impact and causes that damage although they didn't intend to do that the impact is real and felt and sometimes in very tragic and permanent ways and while that is a dark analogy we need to understand that just because our intentions were good, if we're not working to make sure that our intent is evident in our results, we'll be going around with good intentions and negative impacts. And so Thurgood Marshall, his career is identified by who he was and how he made his intentions evident. He was absolutely a social justice giant working to represent people that were in communities that were overlooked, that were being depressed and being um, oppressed, all of these things. And so he always leaned heavily in favor of social justice. Brown versus the Board of Education, uh, you know, and uh, he wanted to make sure that segregation is not separate but equal, all of those things. He made sure that his intention to fight for the oppressed and the underdog was evident in his results that brought him to the highest court in the land historically as the first black person to be on the Supreme Court. His intent was evident in his results, his legacy, uh, the way that we talk about him, the way that I'm talking in this podcast. What is the quality of your intent? Are you the kind of person that can say a thing and people believe that thing because of your reputation, because of your track record of producing your 
track record of showing up, your track record of being intentional about who you are? Are you the type of person that when you intend to do good, you do good? Are you the type of person that realizes that your intent always comes through and that you don't try to sugarcoat the feelings in your heart? That the emotion that you feel is the energy that motivates what you're saying and what you do? Are you the type of person that recognizes that you cannot ignore what it is that you truly want to create? And because you know this, you make sure that there's fidelity between your words and your actions. Are you honest and do it the way you feel it? Because listen, what we owe to ourselves and to all of those around us is to examine the reasons of our true intent. Once we've done that examination, it is important for us to harmonize our intent with our actions. And then there'll be no need to negate the impact because our intent will be evident in the results. I'm grateful for Justice Thurgood Marshall. I'm grateful for all of you for spending a little time with me as I'm on the mic with the Help Myself podcast talking about how intent does not negate impact. So listen, I'm going to close out like I always do. And I'm not going to even do my little closeout music. We'll just close out like this. Listen, I can't help myself. I've got to inspire. I've got to encourage. I've got to empower. But I can't help myself by being the absolute best version of myself. And guess what? You can too. So why not we do it together? Mm-hmm.